Welcome back to Cold America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here. I'm going to start out where y'all want me to start out. You know, I talked to a lot of people this past week. Nice, uh, Sweat, all them that were back in town. And they all told me, they're like, Coleman, more T-Town Dartley. You know, you got to start out with T-Town Dartley. <laughs> it's, he might have actually said, yeah, man, I was fast-forwarding through trying to get through the, the mix. Yeah, well, we're going to start out with T-Town Dartley. <laughs> it's playoffs. They began Tuesday night. It is currently Wednesday night, Thursday morning, 2 a.m. Thursday morning. Just so y'all know where we're at here. Uh, we closed up, just got done cleaning, and so here I am. But Tuesday night, uh, I'll start out with our team because I know the most about that match. Uh, we went down to Wheelhouse. We had to play Dirty SMBs. This is a traditional power with Robert and David and Will and uh, and uh, Keith and Brad and and our little expansion team. We went down there and uh, we were three to three. We were three to three after the uh, front page, and then they turned it up and uh, they they went ahead seven three at the end of the page. And so if that's a normal night, we'd have lost eight to three, or yeah, we'd have had the pro shoot, but. Uh, it's playoffs, so it's a race to 11 wins, and uh, we mixed up the lineup. I jumped in there in singles cricket. Uh, I was hoping to play Robert. I kind of wanted to validate my MVP by playing Robert, uh, but he sat out. I got Brad, and uh, Brad got the brunt of that, buddy. Uh, <laughs> in that, in my first cricket game, I threw uh, two five marks, a nine mark, and a hat trick. And then the next game, I threw, oh, I'm sorry, one five mark, a nine mark, and a hat trick in game one. Two five marks and a hat trick in game two. Uh, but anyway, we ended up falling to them 11 to five. Uh, we made them sweat a little bit, made them work for it. But so we will fall into the tent. The Tuscaloosa Invitational Tournament, similar to the NIT, but it's the TIT, so the tent. Um, the, the, it stayed chalk. The playoffs stayed chalk, and I, I'm very surprised by that. I believe I said on here last time I didn't think it would. Uh, obviously, I was hoping it wouldn't. My team was, you know, a lower seed. But uh, third dark magic did third dark magic things uh, in the four or five matchup, and they, they knocked out Yellow Hammers, um, Keon, Scotty Mack, and them. And then... Uh, Elena's long shafts, they've been the one seed all along. Uh, they they beat against all odds. Uh, the Bad Darts wore beer, welcome back to the playoffs. They had to go to Nocturnal and play Meat and them. And when Meat and Tyler and Evans and them are all, man, mm, they're tough. They got the Assassin Claire I've been talking about all season. Ah, that's a good team. Hmm. So the final four is set. Third Dark Magic will go two hoppers and play them in one semifinal while Dirty SOBs will go two nocturnal and play them. I think it's kind of fun that you got two on the strip and two downtown going at it. But you know what? The tit starts next Tuesday. So you're going to have four more matches going on. And what we did was the four teams that missed the playoffs are seeded one, two, three, four in this, right? Based off how they finish. So 
Uh, Houndstooth, who was the last, they're the four, uh, four and a half men from Red Shed, they're the one. And then uh, Mallory and those short shafts and sticky tips, they're the two. And uh, the three is Winter Boost from Unique. That's Tui and Marvin and Sides and Jen and Sonya and them. Anyway, so then based off of our standings, uh, Yellow Hammers were the five, so they're obviously still the five uh, in this. And they'll get to go to the hound suit this week. Um, the, we're the six, just like we were. And we will play uh, Winter Booze, that unique. So got a little Civil War match in that. That's good. Um, the seven is Bad Darts More Beer, just like they were. And so they will go to their home, Top Shell, play Mallory and them. And a little civil war there. And then the eight against all odds, uh, Matt and Nick and Paul and uh, now Kyle Loglesby, a uh, great pickup there. All them, Tanner Barnes, they will go to Red Shed and play four and a half men. Mm. And then the higher seed will host Heat Trial after that. So hopefully we can get it done. And I gotta be honest, I'm pulling for Wayne and Hunger and them, Bad Darts More Beer, just because uh, that means they would get to come to Unique the next week and play us. Uh, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, you're looking at eight teams that are out of the playoffs and we're still gonna get together and play. And it's beneficial to, you know, four, four more bars get another home game. And there's a possibility that some of the, like, Yellow Hammers, they're the five seed. Well, if they win and the right team loses, they could end up picking up another. We could end up picking up another. You know, so uh, that, that's what the league's about. Anyway, so I have not looked at any of the stats to see how uh, the MVP, the playoff MVP race is going. Because the regular season's over. The top eight All-Stars, that's set. The... Uh, the top uh, MVP, <laughs> that's me, <laughs> and that's done. But we do a playoff MVP. Now, I did put a stipulation on that. You have to play at least two rounds. So any team that was eliminated this week, myself included, cannot be playoff MVP. I mean, hypothetically, you could play in three games and... Okay, that's all you have to play, and that's the minimum, three games, and have a really good, you know, QPR, and you could win MVP. No, no, you got to at least play in the semifinals uh, to have a shot at it, and it'll go from there. But anyway, so singles league winding down. We're gonna have a lot more on that on the next show because this week is the next to last week of the regular season, right? So by rule, every game except for the final week must be played by Monday night, Tuesday morning. So that we all know where we stand going into the final week. And let me go ahead and tell you, it's gonna be a cluster. There's a lot of people still alive. Mm. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be real tight, real interesting. I'm in that cluster. There's a couple of people that are very safe. But in our division, man, this could be tough to get in. Anyway, 
So, MLB playoffs are happening. Hey, hey, and I'm glad they are. Uh, you know I love MLB. I love the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Last night, um, there, there were four MLB games. I'll just tell you. I'll read it to you here. The Phillies plus 167. The over of seven. The Astros at minus 220. The over of six and a half. The Yankees minus 205. The under of seven in that game. And the Dodgers minus 227. And the over in that game. Oh, $10 paid out. 914. Eight for eight, baby. And you know I straight metal too. So, mm, very good day yesterday. Came back today. I'm not going to lie to you, Clay. I took the Braves. I took the Braves. I just felt like at home, game two, uh, they had to have it. And I took the under in that game. Uh, with the Dodgers and Padres tonight, I missed. I missed it badly. Uh, I took the under. And I took the Dodgers. And I missed. Because, uh, I mean, I, I was scared of you, Darvish. And Kershaw, I was like, eh, he, he can give them up in the postseason. I don't know. but And I thought about San Diego long and hard. JJ, I'll give you credit. He said when he was here, he goes, I'd probably take San Diego in the under because of the way you Darvish has been pitching. I went, you Darvish is great. He should have won the Cy Young his last year with the Cubs. He just got hosed by the sports writers. But anyway, um, I'm gonna. I, I think that the Astros and the Yankees end up meeting in the ALCS. Uh, no, no disrespect to Cleveland and what Terry Francona has done with the youngest team in baseball. I think he's the best manager out there, but I don't think they do it. And no disrespect to Seattle, but I, I don't think they get past the Astros. I know the Yankees are hoping they do, but they're not. Um, and then, look, the Dodgers won 111 games. And that's the most that an NLT's, NL team has won in about 100 years. Let's not pretend like, oh, yeah, the Dodgers are really good, but we've seen them in the postseason. This Dodgers team is really good. Really good. They lost tonight. They won the one with San Diego. But when you play a team 18 times in the regular season and then you see them again in the postseason, you expect to have a series and a battle with them. They're not going to be scared of you going into it. Uh, Phillies, Braves, I think the Dodgers get out of that series, though. Phillies, Braves, uh, I, I like Philly. I like Philly. They've been playing hot. They've been playing well. Um, you know, Wright was, was phenomenal tonight. So was Wheeler. Uh I don't understand Freed in game one. I'll be honest. He hasn't been Max Freed like he was last year all season. And they give the ball in game one. I didn't agree with that from Atlanta, but I was happy about it. And, I mean, he got he got beat up on, you know. Uh, so, this is going to be a guy you're going to go back to around game five, maybe? I don't think so. Give me the Phillies. And, you know, they did what they needed to do. They won a game in Atlanta. Uh, I can say whatever I want about Atlanta because Shane's not going to listen to this. Uh, even though he's on vacation this week. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think the Phillies end up running into it. Either way, either way, the Dodgers are a buttsaw. The Dodgers are going to the World Series. I hope it's the Yankees. I really do. And I'll tell y'all, I took the Yankees to win the World Series in April and took them again in May. 
if they get to the ALCS, I'm going to be hedging. I'm going to be taking the Astros in that series. And then they get to the World Series, I'll hedge it again with the Dodgers, you know, but uh, if they get there. But I think the Astros, I would not, I think it's going to be Astros, Dodgers. I think they're the two best teams. Now, the Yankees definitely have a say in that, but everybody does at this point. But that's just where I'm at. So now, how about a little college football action for you, huh? Because it's the third week in October. And the third week in October is Alabama's biggest rival. Shut up, Clay. You know I'm right. Um, 58-38-7 all time. You go, hold on now. Alabama's won 15 straight. 15 straight. Think about that. We're 58, 38, and 7 all time, right? 20 games ahead of them because we've won 15 straight. This, hey, children, which means people in college and younger, this used to be a battle. It was a series, and it would go in streaks of four straight, seven straight, three straight, four straight, and Alabama has gone on this unprecedented 15 straight. Now, will Bryce Young play? That's the question. Their secondary, one of the uh, like eighty-six in the country. Their defense is, yeah, that ain't good. If Bryce plays, the tide rolls and rolls big. Now, Hooker, their quarterback, he can spin it, and they've got a good offense. They really do. Uh, I love. I like the over in this game at sixty-five and a half. Uh, I like it. I. <coughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you. This is the first time since 1989 that Alabama and Tennessee have met when both teams were undefeated. Alabama rolling in at 6-0, Tennessee at 5-0. Both of them undefeated for the first time since 1989. That's crazy. You know what happened in 1989? Alabama 47, Tennessee 30. That's going to be the same score again this Saturday. By the way, it's the first time we've ever met when both teams were ranked in the top ten. How crazy is that? As good as, you know, these are blue blood programs, right? First time ever in the top ten, both of us? Thought that was a little nuts. But uh, Alabama this year were 4-2 and two against the spread. Tennessee's 4-1 and one against the spread. Tennessee's been favored in every game, just like Alabama. Tennessee's won a couple of those close. Like, remember Pitt in overtime? Uh-oh, that was the one they didn't cover. But they've won a couple of them by a touchdown or less. It's been, they, they've had battles. Alabama, the two games I think we all know, Texas, and then last week that we didn't cover. Well, all right. I think Bryce is back. I think Bryce plays. Uh, by the way, their starting safety got arrested on Sunday. He's a captain of their team. Uh, one of their main wide receivers that's only played sparingly this year. He has an injury. They already announced he's going to be out. Now, they have three other very good wide receivers, but still, it hurts not to have your full arsenal. Alabama, minus seven. Give me the tide. Give me the over. Roll it, baby. Smoke them if you got them. It's cigar time. Now, uh, you got Auburn and Ole Miss. Um, <laughs> Ole Miss is 6-0. and They're uh, Auburn three and three. Ole Miss is a fifteen point favorite. The over under is is fifty five and a half. How about this? All time, 
Auburn leads this series 35 to 10. And I went, wait, that's it? What? From 1933 to 49, they didn't play. And they played twice in bowl games. They split those. But 35 and 10 all time. And really, it wasn't much of a rivalry. I mean, you got to think about Ole Miss might as well be in Tennessee and Auburn might as well be in Georgia. So there's a, there's a decent gap between the two of them distance-wise. So I guess when we were traveling by train and horse and buggy, it was hard to get from Oxford to Auburn. Yes, not a whole lot running through there, but uh, you know, a couple of Cal colleges. But uh, anyway, Auburn's one and five against the spread this year. Ole Miss hasn't been excellent at three and three against the spread, but you got to go with the lane train. Uh, you got to take Ole Miss. Auburn not good. Uh, I'm laying the 15 points with Ole Miss. Uh, now here's one for you: Vanderbilt against Georgia. This is a game I'm not big on at all. Not big on. I'm not. I don't like it. Georgia's minus 38. All right. If Georgia wants to, they could do just like they did last year when they beat them 62 to nothing. If Georgia's in the mood and Kirby's in the mood, they can do that. Now, this Vandy team has been better. Offensively, they've been scoring more points. Vandy's two and four against the spread. They're, uh, Georgia's three and three against the spread. And I think that, uh, I mean, this is crazy that Georgia, I, at this all time, they're 59, 20, and 2, all right? But they're 30 and 7 at home. 30 and 7 at home all time against Vandy. But one of those was 2016. 2016 when Vandy beat them. Uh, that's their most recent win, also. Which sounds like yesterday. And then you realize, oh, that was six years ago. Um, nobody's left on those teams, including the coach uh, of either one. Uh, so, <laughs> you got to go. Uh, if I got to take it, I take the points with Vandy. Because Georgia has not been a covering machine this year. Vandy's offense a little bit better than they, they used to be. They like to surprise the people. The name Vanderbilt doesn't get you fired up. I would not touch this game. If I were touching it, I would take the points. But I'm not big on this game. Uh, one star. Hey, Georgia's going to win the game. You want free money? Take the money line. Lay those ridiculously huge odds. What are you laying? 180000 to win $100? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm not doing it, but go ahead. Arkansas against BYU. Stepping out of conference. Both these teams are two and four against the spread this year. Arkansas sitting at three and three. BYU sitting at four and two. Arkansas had a tough go of it. Um, KJ Jefferson obviously did not play against Mistake last week. Um, but they still moved the ball. They had 483 yards of offense against State. But they lost 40 to 17. When you move the ball and then you turn it over and you can't get in the end zone. Uh, that's not good. The yards don't matter. Uh, KJ Jefferson is probable to play right now. Going into Brigham Young is always tough. Going into Utah, the state, uh, a lot of weirdos. I mean, Mormons. Arkansas is favored by a point and a half. Ugh, I just hate this game being right now. Arkansas, I mean, you just played Alabama, and then you turned around and you get drugged by 
Will Rogers and uh, Mike Leach's offense. And now you've got a you know you're stepping out of conference to play BYU, who's also coming off a loss. Mm. I'm gonna take Arkansas, but I'm two stars, two stars minus the one and a half. So how about the Swamp Bowl? Swamp Bowl, LSU and Florida, both teams three and three against the spread. LSU's four and two, Florida's four and two. Their actual records. Florida's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're at home in the swamp, not, you know, Louisiana that's also a swamp. Um, LSU's won the last three against them. Uh, in 1920 and 21, LSU beat them. So they're, uh, they've, been, they've been hot against them. I've looked at this game a lot. I really don't trust either team that much. I don't think either one – are as good as their record. Uh, I don't think either one's four and two. You know, like that's not how they played. I think Billy Napier is a better coach than Brian Kelly, and so give me Florida minus the two and a half. Go Gators. Now, um, all time, by the way, all time. Am I looking at the right one there? Yeah, all time. Florida does lead that. Nope, nope, nope. That's the wrong one. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I told y'all it's like after 2 a.m. Anyway, Mississippi State against Kentucky. Does anybody care about this game? Yes, I do. Um, Mississippi State and Kentucky. Uh, State's 5-1. Kentucky's 4-2. State's a four-point favorite after what they did last week. State's four-one and one against the spread this year. Kentucky's four and two against the spread this year. Um, State won last year. They beat them pretty good. The win last year put them over the hump because they are 25-24 and zero all time against Kentucky. Right, but they're only nine and sixteen at Kentucky. I'm gonna take the Cats. Plus the four points at home against the dogs. Mm. And I know I put a little emphasis on that dogs. It's dogs, D-O-G. They're the bulldogs. The dogs, the dogs, D-A-W-G-S, that's Georgia. They did it first. That's theirs. Mississippi State just trying to steal stuff like they typically do. Um, thieves. Anyway. Uh... I'm going to take the plus four. I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to it. Uh, I like Will Rogers. I like what State's doing. I need them to be undefeated when they come to Tuscaloosa. Mm. Just so maybe that they'll bring some fans. I mean, not that they'll have much money to spend because they're poor, but hopefully. So anyway. You know, my mom's evil twin went to State. She's a big state fan, her and her husband. Also, one of my mom's siblings is a big Tennessee fan. Huh. We all have black sheep of the family. I just named a couple of ours. <laughs> Sorry, Bull Todd. Choose better. Sandra's at Florida State. Sandra, Florida State. See, I don't mind that. That wouldn't bother me. That wouldn't bother me at all. Tennessee? 
Mississippi State? Come on. Do better. Anyway. All right. Let's look at some more games here. Uh, Thursday night, you got Baylor going to West Virginia. Baylor and West Virginia, both of them 3-2 against the spread. Baylor's 3-2 with a record. West Virginia 2-3. Look, Baylor's a a 3.5-point favorite. Nope, 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 nope. You got this one wrong again, Vegas. It is very, very difficult going from Baylor, Waco, Texas, to Morgantown, West Virginia. Those time zones get you, buddy. And doing it on a Thursday night, there's a reason that Baylor is 0-5 all-time at West Virginia. Make it 0-6. Give me West Virginia plus the 3.5. And and I'll take West Virginia. I'll sprinkle the money line because I like to do it. Um, Temple and UCF, both 3-2 against the spread. Temple's 2-3. And and UCF's 4-1. UCF's a 23.5-point favorite. Um, I think I have to take that because I have no faith in Temple. Like I say, they're 3-2 against the spread, just like UCF, but... I might take the over of 46 also just in case Temple does score enough to cover then it would, it would hit the over mm. that'd be like a mini hedge type bet maybe I can get both I don't know Friday you got Navy against Smooth Navy's two and three Smooth's two and three but Navy's three and two against the spread Smooth one and four against the spread. Smooth's a 12 and a half point favorite. Nah, dog. Give me the Navy. Better bring the Army because we're bringing the Navy. I think I've heard that somewhere before. I'll take Navy plus the 12 and a half. UTSA against Florida International. Florida International's uh, two and three. UTSA four and two. Uh, you, the Roadrunners are UTSA. 33 and a half point favorite. They're three and three against the spread. I'm laying it. And I'm hammering the over. Four stars. Four stars on the over. 63 and a half. Give me the over. Give me the Roadrunners. Let's go. Now to Saturday. Oh, Doctor. We got another top 10 matchup creeping around the corner. All it needs is Keith Jackson calling the intro to this game. As you got Penn State going into the big house against Michigan. Oh, the sun's going to be trying to sneak a peek without buying a ticket. Penn State, 5-0. Michigan, 6-0. Penn State against the spread, 3-2. Michigan, 3-3. If y'all don't know, because some of you are younger, they've only played 25 times. Michigan leads the all-time series 15-10. They've split the last 14. Seven up, seven down. They didn't play against each other until 1993. Now, granted, that was way back in the 1900s, but 1993. I was like, how? How did Michigan and Penn State? I know how, but, you know, I mean, come on. You think about it. It doesn't make sense. But Michigan's minus seven this year. That's what matters. And you know what? I've gone back and forth on this game. I'm going to take Penn State. I'm going to take Penn State plus the seven in this game. Nittany Lions, baby. Let's do it. All right. Now, here's the fun one. You got Kansas. They're 5-0-1. Lockjaw Jayhawk. Look out. Ranked number 19 in all of America. They're 5-1 is a record. 5-0-1 against the spread. Sorry. They're playing Oklahoma. 
Oklahoma's three and three, two and four against the spread. Mm. One of the biggest disappointments in college football. They've been bad. They got drugged by Texas in the old Red River rivalry. Y'all ready? Oklahoma's a nine-point favorite. What? All right, now let's just start with this. Jalen Daniels, the quarterback for Kansas, he's out. Rest of the season, he's gone. So he's not playing. They know it. If you watched Alabama last week, starting quarterbacks matter, especially Heisman winning, Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. But when a ranked team plays an unranked team, and the unranked teams favored, and especially when they're at home, give me Oklahoma. Four and a half stars, minus nine, Oklahoma. Let's go. Boomer Sooner wakes up. Time for Kansas to get their reality check. Now, the next game up here, we got Iowa State, who's three and three, going to number 22, Texas. I just mentioned they're four and two. They're five and one against the spread. Iowa State, two, three, and one against the spread. Okay. Okay. Texas is a 16 and a half point favorite at home. I like it. I'll take Texas. Texas, hook them. Hook them. They'll get it. Uh, Minnesota against Illinois. Minnesota's 4 1. Illinois is 5 1. All right. Illinois is ranked number 24 in the country. Minnesota is a six and a half point favorite. What did that tell you against ranked teams against unranked teams? Yep, Minnesota it is. Lay on the six and a half. Let's go, Vegas. Hit this. Oklahoma State against TCU. TCU's minus four. They're at home. Oklahoma State's number eight in the country. TCU's number 13 in the country. TCU's at their house. They're a four point favorite. Over under this game, 68 and a half. You know what? TCU in the over. Let's do it. Uh, NC State, I'm getting really hungry, by the way. NC State against Syracuse. This is number 15, NC State going to number 18, Syracuse. Um, NC State's 5-1, Syracuse is 5-0. Oh. Uh, Syracuse is 4-1 against the spread. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. NC State only 2-4 and four against the spread. Syracuse at home. Give me the Cuse. Give me the orange, baby. Um, I'm going Cuse now. That's what I've been waiting on. James Madison, 5-0, playing Georgia Southern. James Madison's a 12-point favorite. James Madison is the only team left in the country that is 5-0 against the spread. That's right, baby. Last man standing, James Madison, our founding father himself. Maybe, maybe it's just the school named after him. But we're gonna take uh we're gonna take James Madison. We're going to ride them until they don't cover. Because why not? Um, Clemson is 6-0. and Florida State's 4-2. and But Clemson's only 3-3 three and three against the spread this year. You know what? I think make it 4-3, minus 3.5 in Tallahassee. I think Clemson gets it done. They're starting to get better and better. I like where they're at. I'm going to give you USC against Utah. Now, last week, Utah let me down for the second time this season. They're 4-2. and two. USC, 6-0, ranked number 7 in America. Utah, ranked number 20. The both teams are 4-2 against the spread. And, uh-oh, hold on. Utah's favored by 3.5. Number 20 against number 7. 
and they're favored by three. I guess I'm rolling with Utah. Sorry, USC. Fight on. Sorry, Brian. Fight on no more. Utah. Taking them down. Um, over under 65. I'm not playing that, but eh, if I lean towards the over. But anyway, uh, Nevada against Hawaii. Just giving you a late game. Look, we all saw Hawaii early in the season when Vanderbilt just steamrolled them. And we were like, what? On the island? That don't make sense. Hawaii's kind of smoothed it out a little bit since. They're 3-3 three and three against the spread. Uh, Nevada's 2-4 and four against the spread. Nevada's a 6.5-point favorite at Hawaii. I'm leaning with Nevada right now. I hope this line moves. Keep, this is the latest game, so we're going to keep an eye on it. Over-under is only 49. I like the over. Let's go over, and uh, there's your get back or your double up, whatever you want to do. All right. Over to the I, – I want to give you a couple others real quick. Uh, since I've talked a lot about how teams are doing against the spread, yes, James Madison, the only one that's 5-0. and Texas Christian is 4-0-1. Kansas, 5-0-1. So, technically, they're undefeated. But, I, nah, they're not 5-0. and um, Southern Miss is 4-1 against the spread. Troy. The men of Troy are five and one against the spread. A couple of teams to keep an eye on. Uh, and two of my favorite teams, Fresno State and Colorado, are both 0 and 5 against the spread. And I like teams like that. Stay consistent, my friends. We look for their games, we go against them. I love what you're doing. Over to the NFL Thursday night football, you got the Chicago Football Bears, the original. The team that made the NFL what it is. Eh, a long, long time ago. Chicago's 2-2-1 against the spread. They're playing Washington, who's 1-4 against the spread. It's a pick em. Give me bear down, baby. At home on Thursday night, bear down. Bears. Over-under is 38. I don't like it. If I had to pick, I'd say the under. But I'm probably staying away from that. All right, I'm going to go through these pretty quick. You got Tampa and Pitt. Tampa's 2-3 and three against the spread. Pitt, 1-2-1. Um, are these their records? No, that's against, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Look, Tampa's an 8.5-point favorite. I don't like it. Give me Pitt the points at home. Um, Cincinnati is, uh, is minus 2. At New Orleans, nah, give me New Orleans and the points at home. The Jags and Colts, the Colts are minus two at home. We saw the Jags beat them earlier this season. Jacksonville, can they do it again? I don't think so. Colts minus two, I like it. I'm with you, Colts. Jonathan Taylor finally gets on track, maybe. Or that run game, I should say. Um, Pats, two and three against the Browns that are two and three. The Browns are minus two and a half at home. Mm, I hate this game. I'll take the Browns, but not for much. Uh, Jets and Packers, they're both 3-2. and two. They're both pretenders. They give me the Packers. Packers are 2-3 and three against the spread. Jets are 3-2 and two against the spread. I'll take the Pack and lay the 7. Uh, maybe this is the game Aaron Rodgers gets knocked out, just like the Jets knocked out Teddy Bridgewater last week and beat up on Miami's 13 quarterback. Congratulations. Um... Baltimore against the Giants. Baltimore is three and two. The Giants are four and one. Giants are also four and one against the spread. 
Yeah, Baltimore's minus five and a half in New York. Giants are scrappy, dog. Give me the Giants plus the points. Um, Minnesota, four and one, but they're one and four against the spread. Miami, three and two. They're also three and two against the spread. Minnesota's minus three and a half. South Beach is undefeated. Go down there and party it up. You will lose. Give me Miami plus the points. Uh, San Fran against Atlanta. That doesn't mean Miami's undefeated. It means the teams that go out party on South Beach always lose. That's the 85 Bears. They're only lost. Hmm. Sorry. Uh, San Fran against Atlanta. San Francisco, the only one. I mean, sorry. San Francisco is 3-2, and 3-2 two, three and two against the spread. While Atlanta's 2-3, and three, they are 5-0 and oh against the spread. Only NFL team that's still undefeated against the spread. They're plus 5.5. They're at home. I like them plus the points. I'm going to sprinkle the money line. I think Atlanta, after getting hosed last week with that rough of the passer call, bad, bad call. Hosed on Brady. I don't care. Bad call. Hmm. I think they get a little makeup, helps them out, and Atlanta wins this game. Carolina, 1-4, 1-4 against the spread against the Rams. They're 2-3, 1-4 against the spread. You know, that says run away from this game, except for Carolina's bad. Uh, I think the Rams get on track. They, they cover the 10 points. I'm taking the Rams. Um, Arizona is 2-3. They're 3-2 against the spread. Seattle, 2-3, 2-3 against the spread. Uh, we don't like this game at all. Arizona's minus three. Ugh. Uh, I got a pick. I'll take Kyler Murray. I'll take Arizona, but not for much. This game's in Seattle, too. I don't like this game at all. Run away. D&T. D&T that game. No, don't. Here's one I do like. Not from a betting standpoint. I just like. The Buffalo Bills against Kansas City. Both teams are 4-1. Buffalo, 3-1-1 one, one against the spread. KC, 2-3 against the spread. The over-under is 54. 54, are you kidding me? No, sir. Why is it not higher? No, oh, this is the NFL. They don't, they don't do that. Yes, they do. These two will. Five-star lock of the week over 54. And you, whatever the team totals are for each team, I haven't even looked, take those two. Both teams are going to hit it. Um... Buffalo's minus three at Kansas City. Ooh, at KC. That's tough. I mean, we just watched KC pull out a miracle at home mm. to get past the Raiders. Divisional rival, all that, yada, yada, yada. Look, I got to roll with Buffalo. I got to roll with Buffalo minus the three. Give me buff. Um, Dallas against Philly. Four and one Dallas. 4-1 against the spread. Philadelphia 5-0, 3-2 against the spread. Philadelphia is a six-point favorite. All-time, Dallas leads this series 72-54 and, and no ties. 72-54. Philly's going to win this game. Take the money line. Philly's going to win this game. At home, Philly is going to win the Sunday night football. Philly is going to win this game. All right? The six, ah, that's tough. Um, I'm going to take Philly. I'm not for much on the spread. I'm more on the money line, but I'm going to take Philly. Then Monday Night Football, you got the Broncos playing the Chargers. Broncos are two and three, one and four against the spread. Chargers, they're three and two, but four and one against the spread. Home team on Monday night, you know we always love. They're minus four and a half uh, for the Chargers. Give me the Chargers. 
Chargers, they're going to run it up. Make it 5 and 1 against the spread. Make it 4 and 2 overall. Russell Wilson's just collecting his check and uh, practicing his let's go in the mirror. I don't know. Anyway, guys, that is my time. Champs League soccer was today. Europa's tomorrow. I got to be back up here. We're going to have a long week. I'm always here at Unique. You can always come by and talk to me. We'll talk about some sports or some other games. We all texted me. Hey, by the way, game weekends, especially like A&M or any of the big ones, you don't have to text me. Hey, are you working tonight? You know I'm working tonight. Hey, is there a cover? If there's a band on stage, there's probably a cover. Uh, hey, uh, are you going to be there like around 11? I'm here. It's the weekend. I'm here. Yeah, sometimes in the afternoon I have to go run errands. But at night, I'm here. Come on, guys. Think a little bit. But, dude, please come by and see me. Don't forget, we got dark tournaments that are open to anybody every Sunday and every Thursday here. Sunday at 5 p.m., Thursday at 7 p.m. You can come by and play. That's how you meet league players. That's how you get into it. Um, but, yeah, we'll be here. It's going to be a good week. going to be a good weekend. I got my man Calvin Webster on stage tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. Hadn't seen him in a long time. One of the Tuscaloosa legends will bring him back. I, uh... I hear the, the rain and monsoon outside, so hopefully I won't, uh, I won't drown before going to my car, but I got to get out of here. So, guys, that is my time. Thank you all for listening. I always appreciate it. To everyone in Dart League, good luck the rest of the way, whether you're still on, on one of those great teams that are still in the playoffs or you're like me and down there battling out in the tent. Uh, let's have some fun. Let's have a good time and let, uh, shoot them straight. As always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot to score, play to win, and when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.